0: You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. We're going to start in verse 1 of Isaiah 30. You know, last week we we talked We've spoken about this word, this absorption of Christ who lives in me. He being the vine, the branch, the fruit, and the leaves. Not being a a member connected to him, but being one that has been absorbed and consumed by him. And recognizing that word abide means to remain in. That doesn't mean to be connected to. it. It means to remain in, to be absorbed by and we will see what happens here there's, there's two depictions there's, there's, there's a picture of when we are absorbed by him and there's a picture of when we are not and in verse 1 it says ah oh, stubborn children declares the Lord who carry out a plan but not mine and who make an alliance but not of my spirit that they may add sin to sin Who set out to go down to Egypt without asking for my direction. To take refuge in the protection of Pharaoh. And to seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore shall the protection of Pharaoh turn to your shame. And the shelter in the shadow of Egypt to your humiliation. For though his officials are at Zoan, And his envoys reach heinous. Everyone comes to shame. Through a people that cannot profit them. That brings them. Neither help nor profit, but shame and disgrace. An oracle on the beast of Negev, through a land of trouble and anguish, from where come the lioness and the lion, the adder, and the flying fiery serpent. They carry their riches on the backs of donkeys and their treasures on the humps of camels to a people that cannot profit them. Egypt's help is worthless and empty. Therefore, I have called her Rahab, who sits still. And now go write it before them on a tablet and inscribe it in a book that it may be for the time to come as a witness forever. For they are a rebellious people, lying children, children unwilling to hear the instruction of the Lord, who say to the seers, do not see, and who say to the prophets, do not prophesy to us what is right. Speak to us smooth things, prophesy illusion. Leave the way, turn aside from the path, let us hear no more from the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, thus says the Holy One of Israel, because you despise this word and trust in oppression and perverseness and rely on them, therefore this iniquity shall be to you like a breach in a high wall, bulging out and about to collapse, whose breaking comes suddenly in an instant, and its breaking is like that of a potter's vessel. It is smashed so ruthlessly that among its fragments not a shard is found with which to take fire from the hearth or to dip, dip up water from the cistern. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness, And in trust shall be your strength, but you are unwilling. And you said, no, we will flee upon horses, therefore you shall flee away, and we will ride upon swift steeds, therefore your pursuers shall be swift. A thousand shall flee at the threat of one, at the threat of five you shall flee till you are left like a flagstaff on top of the mountain, like a signal on a hill." Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you. And therefore, he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord God is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. In reading that, we see see two things here. We see on display a kingdom paradigm. They toil and live in despair without rest in their own way. In pursuing their own things. At every, every, every thought or every uncomfortable circumstance. In fleeing their own direction. They find themselves in further tor- turmoil. In further distress. In further destruction. But in verse 15. In the returning is their rest. In quietness and trust is their strength. And that's the kingdom paradigm. All that means is that what we see on the earth is opposite in the kingdom. Okay? And in order to be strong, must be quiet and trust, not in your own ability. Trust that God is true. And then you will find strength. Right? In the world, you find strength in and of yourself. You wanna be strong? Be strong. Choose to be strong. Right? It's like saying, just have faith in a moment of difficult circumstance. That's not how that works. You cannot create faith in and of yourself. If you could, you would have been the one that had saved yourself. But it is by a gift of faith that God gave to man that no one should boast, not his doing, but God's work alone, that we find salvation in him. Right? So these are these kingdom paradigms. And in this moment we see this. And we see very clearly a world that is it's like that flag on top of the mountain. It's just blowing all over the place. It's like the 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 waves in the sea that are tossed to and fro by the wind. And we see, unfortunately, the church moving the same. Last week we asked this question Who is influencing who? Is the world influencing the church or is the church influencing the world? And we know that the Lord is bringing that back to reality that the church would be restored. He's in the business of that. A lot of people right now are hoping and and putting their faith, making an alliance. But not of his spirit, making an alliance of government, making an alliance of of medicine, making an alliance of of, uh, COVID is real, COVID is not real, whatever. But not of his spirit, putting faith and trust in people to restore things and not God to restore things. Putting faith and trust that a certain thing that happens in the government is going to make everything better or make everything worse. God is not in the business of working with government. God is in the business of the church. If we want to see people stop fleeing in fear, the church must first stop fleeing in fear. If we want to see a world restored, if we want to see a world that finds rest, there is a world out there that is desperate to find rest. There is a world that is weary. But who are they to look to when the children of God are just as weary? They are to find rest in what we find rest in. Don't turn there. Just just listen real quick. John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. He is not called the helper because he is meant to make things harder. But to help us into our created purpose. There's this common phrase, you know, uh, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. If you know who you are and where you belong, the same applies. If you have identity and purpose, there will never be a weary day. Never be a weary day because of identity and purpose. So in verse 15, in returning, in returning where? Where? Turn with me to Exodus 33. We'll be in verse 14. This is Moses and God having a conversation. And there's a lot of good stuff in this passage. Uh, But we're just going to focus on this last bit in verse 14. My presence will go with you. This is the Lord's speaking my presence will go with you and I will give you rest and he said to them if your presence will not go with me do not bring us up from here for how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight and I your people is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct I and your people from every other people on the face of the earth and the Lord said to Moses This very thing you have spoken, I will do. For you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, please show me your glory. And he said, I will make all of my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. In his presence, there is rest. In his presence, there is rest. What is the key to finding rest? What is the key to the people of God not growing weary? It's remaining in the presence of God. But the thing is, is he says right here in this passage, my presence goes with you. And building on top of last week, recognizing that it's not about connection, not connecting these branches into the vine, but it's about absorption, being absorbed by Christ, who is the vine, who is the branches, who is the fruit, who is the leaves, being absorbed by him. When it says, his presence goes with you. And we've talked about this. I've heard this talked about. I've heard it used as a a word of encouragement. His presence goes with you. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Of course it does. But the difference is. Being absorbed by his presence, being consumed by his presence. Of course, his presence is where you are going, but are you engaged with his presence? Look at what Moses needed to do. Because in this moment with Moses, right before that, in verses 12, the Lord said, I'm not going with you because I will destroy you. The Lord's kind of fed up with them already. And he doesn't want to go with them because I will destroy them. And Moses says, but you have said that I am yours and that we are your people, how will you not go with us? In his engaging the presence of God, he was consumed by the presence of God, and the presence of God was with him, and they were marked by the presence of God. But the key word there was he had to engage the presence of God. The children of God have to constantly be found engaging the presence of God, if they desire to not grow weary. If the desire to walk in purpose and perfect obedience with the Father, we must be found engaging. Just saying His presence goes with you means nothing. If we do not engage Him. And in our engaging, there is rest. Again, I'll just read this on my own. It'll it'll be on the screen. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. So this morning, I want us to co-labor because here's the other kingdom paradigm. If we want to find rest in the world, what do you need to do? Most of the time, you need, you know, I just need to get away, right? We see that often portrayed in uh, the family dynamic, dealing with kids. A parent just needs to get away from the kids and get out of the house and, and, find, and find rest and, and be on their own for a second, be in their own thoughts and, and, and just get to sleep or just sit there and do nothing. That's not what it is in the kingdom. We are members one of another, meant to be absorbed by the presence of God, not just connected to it. And we are also his co-laborers. In the world, you find rest by stopping. In the kingdom, you find rest by co-laboring. Finding yourself in the will of God for your life is to be working alongside Him. Do you hear that? We are meant to be those found co laboring, and there again is another layer to the mystery. How can they be continually moving but never growing weary? Never growing weary. We are meant to move as the Lord gives us utterance, but the Lord is not in the business of sitting still. I was telling this to the worship team this morning. These words, especially in the last few weeks, but these words have come every moment they have come. When the Lord gives them, it's a I'm not scared, I'm not fearful. But, I mean, I feel, I feel what he's saying. And there's a very, very large seriousness to it. It's like when your, when your dad sits you down and just has a very serious conversation. It's like, I'm not in trouble, but I don't know that I'm very comfortable with what we're talking about right now. And, and the, the seriousness of the tone. We all know that. Moms normally just have a look. They don't have a tone. They have a look when you know things just got real serious. And dad has a tone. Where that bass just comes in, and you're like, oh, takes your breath away a little bit. But that's how the Lord has been with these words, especially in the last four weeks. And remember, he, he told us. He told us one, he told us a long time ago. I want you to remember this word. It was from a long time ago, several years ago, when the Lord spoke to Jay, and Jay released it over us that the Lord was done dealing gently with us. I feel that with these words he releases. He has done dealing gently with the people of God. We will be the people of God or we will be run over by what he's doing. And the thing is, is what is coming, these words must be received. But the thing is, is right now what the Lord was telling me this week is I'm not going to teach my people about rest again. I'm going to release this word. If they hear it and receive it, they hear it and they receive it. If they don't, they don't and we're moving on. And that that caused me to just stop for a second. That's very serious. Because also look at why does he need us to understand with such urgency where we find rest? Does it sound like things are going to get easier? Does it sound like we are going to con- just one day turn the corner and it's just going to be like, oh look, butterflies and roses again? There's no more gray. And nothing, you can't, you can't talk to anybody right now. You can't turn on any news source. You can't look on anything online. You can't have a conversation with anybody where they're not dealing with something incredibly difficult. Or at least know somebody that's dealing with something incredibly difficult. The Lord is not dealing gently with his people anymore because there's no more time for it. There's such urgency that we would understand it. And there is so much that he has for us. We must be found co-laboring with him. And the encouraging thing is, is we will find rest in that place. So this morning, I want us to co-labor. You know, the Lord has said this for a while to me. And I've mentioned it in here. But this, this broken world that we see and that we are surrounded by can't simply change with us just keeping to the status quo. There is labor required. There is effort required. We cannot simply hope to attend church twice a week or to attend a Bible study with fellow believers or even those that are maybe on the fence and that be it. There is an individual cost for each of us that we must make the decision to co-labor with Christ. We must make these choices because the world will not change when we get churches back. When people all over the country can attend church again. That's not what's going to do it. That's not it. It's the people of God walking in the fullness of God and in the presence of God Monday through Saturday outside the building but in order to do that there is individual personal cost but at this cost because god is good in the world another kingdom paradigm in the world if something costs you you are at a loss in the kingdom if something costs you you will only receive more because the lord will withhold blessing until he can trust you with great things and it's in walking with God in the presence of God exactly where he has for you. There is more blessing waiting for you. It's the same as marriage. Can God release the blessing that he has intended for a couple outside of marriage? No. But when we find ourselves in that place, there is new blessing. I can, I can describe that perfectly. Just ask anybody recently, even not recently, that's gone from the dating world to the married world. There's different blessing there. There is blessing waiting for those. As we continue to work with God. Co-labor with God. Allow Him to use this life as He pleases. There's only more waiting for you. Only more goodness. Only more blessing waiting for you. But we get, we get to pursue the presence of God. Praying into the world around us. Laboring with God. Engaging His presence. And in that place you will have rest. So much of this conversation, um, the Lord has had this desire for us to, to. I mean, this has been a conversation we've had for several years in this church uh, of remaining in the river, remaining in, in the presence of God, living life in the river, living life in the overflow, being this fountain, And it's funny because Jay had this word fountain as he was coming in. And as I was coming in, not having talked about that, what I had was the vision that Jose, our our guy that we kind of, our ambassador of Mexico missions, I guess is his official title. I've just given him. He came and spoke several years ago of a vision that the Lord gave him of this church. And we were standing surrounding this glorious fountain. And what we were doing, we were taking cups and we were passing. We were introducing the fountain and the miraculous nature of this water, this fountain, this presence of God. We were distributing it to all these people. He said there were people as far as the eye could see that were receiving this water, being handed this water, being distributed this water. We are meant to co-labor. And as we co-labor, we remain in the presence of God. And as we remain in the presence of God, as we remain in the fountain... Not only do we get to introduce others around us to the fountain. But we get to find rest in that place as well. And we are a people, I know it, that need rest. Rest is is waiting for us. As as Jay comes up, he's going to start playing. And I'm going to, uh, we're going to take up this offering um, for the Hill family. Um, But before that... I w- I want to read this scripture over you um, because today I want us and I I've said this uh, in the, in the weeks leading up to the new year that we would have have a message but so much of it was so much of the Sundays are are being focused around worship not not that we would just sing songs, but that we would engage with the presence of God, interceding as a people for our community, for our families, for the world around us, that we would engage with the presence of God. And so this morning, we're going to spend time in worship, but I want us to spend time in worship first, engaging the presence of God for yourself. That you would find yourself settled into a place of rest, consumed by God, absorbed by God, absorbed into Him. That is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. And then, begin to pray. Begin to intercede for the world around us. Begin to intercede for these families, these two families we've talked about that are hurting desperately. That they would know the comforting presence of God. Because in a place of rest, you will also find comfort. So in the presence of God, not only is there rest, but there is comfort. There is peace. There is joy. Despite circumstances, the fruit of God still remains in the presence of God. And as I was studying yesterday and the Lord brought me to this passage, or Friday, I I remember just, I, I remember reading it and just physically holding this word to my heart after I read it. It was so dear, so dear to me, so, so beautiful a word that he was so clearly saying, I am speaking over my people this morning. I'm speaking over the city of Sundown, over West Texas and Leveland and Lubbock. I'm speaking this. But first, he's speaking it over you, so receive it this morning. Receive this truth this morning. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with you. The God of Jacob is our fortress. If we believe these words, how can we not find ourselves completely and totally always at rest? If you believe these words, where in these words is your defeat? Where in these words are you overwhelmed by the world around you? There's there's no trace of it. In these words, we find rest, because the truth of Him who spoke them over us, who spoke them all these years ago to the writer of this psalm, all these years ago, He spoke them knowing the moment we would find ourselves in today, when He would release this word again. When He would say, speak this over my people again. A word I have spoken over my people for years and years and years. Speak it over my people in Sundown, Texas. This morning. He knew it when he spoke it and put it on the psalmist's heart all those years ago. He knew you would hear it today. Let's find rest in that. I'm going to ask, Chris, will you bring two of those uh, plates up here? Um, And I'm going to have, Shorty, will you help with this? Uh, We're just going to pass the plate uh, and we're going to do this for several weeks. Well, not several weeks. We've got two more weeks left. We're going to do it for two more weeks. Um, you know, I was, I, I can take you to where I was standing. Um, when Logan approached me and began to articulate dreams that he had for sundown that were in my heart that I hadn't spoken to anybody. Also, dreams that we had talked about as a board, that we had talked about as a staff, that we had talked about um, as a church congregation. Dreams, things that we wanted to see. And he began to speak those things to me. And I remember for the first time, and this was the first time, I thought, oh man, we as a church don't have to do this alone. There are people that the Lord has created this desire for, and they don't even come to church here. And I began to see how the Lord was destroying what the church was in my mind. But that it would would catch so many more than gathered in this building. And he was the first. That man. And because of him, things have begun to move forward that have been the dream of many for a long time. And his help. Right alongside us. And so at every moment I've needed help doing what we're doing on Wednesday nights, he's been right there. And so we will find ourselves right next to him when he needs ours. To you online, if you would like to give to Logan and in the Hill family in this time, come see Rhonda, send her a text. Send her an IOU, whatever it is. But we will bless this family. And this family will know that this church is with them. That this house stands with them. That this house loves them. We will be kindness to them. And so I'm going to have them pass this out as I pray over this. Uh, You guys just begin to pass this out. If you want to give. I know we weren't prepared for this. Just uh, write an IOU or get with Rhonda. She's here today, conveniently enough. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we operate not just in a, a, a local body, but a global one. I thank you that you do more than we could ever see or comprehend, but yet you still choose to use us each and every day. Use us now. Lord, I pray this morning that you would find us resting in your presence. But Lord, I pray that after this morning when we leave and are dismissed, that we would not leave that place of rest. Because that place of rest is found in the heart of God. The presence of God. So I pray that we would be a people that never leave the presence of God. That we would not grow weary. That we would continue to co-labor alongside of you. God's fellow workers. I pray that we would work alongside you. And in that place we would find rest. In that place we would find comfort. In that place we would find joy and peace and hope. And I pray that we would be those standing at the fountain of God. Distributing this water, this healing water. Introducing people to the river that flows from your throne. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. Let that river flow through sundown Texas, God. Let that river flow through Lubbock, through Leveland, through Ropes, through West Texas. Let it flow. And let us, your people, always find ourselves in its midst. Praising your name. Consumed and absorbed by your presence. Never growing weary. I pray this morning that as we worship we would be those that receive. That receive this word. And walk in it each and every day from here on out. That we would be those that walk in this word of God. You are good. You are worthy. Of all the praise that we can give. I pray this morning that you would be blessed as your children rest in you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.